Employment Hour right here. Uh, you know the number to get a hold of Lior anytime, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. Lots of stuff to get through uh, today, my friend, but we always start with uh, the week that was, some things that you've been working on. What's uh, what's happening in uh, your neck of the woods? You know, uh, usually, John, at this time of year at my office, we refer to as the, the summer slowdown, because, you know, summertime now, and, and things kind of slow down because, you know, people are away, and and. Companies usually don't make big decisions about their employees in the summer just because, you know, it's a time of year. Well, I don't know. At least as of, as of right now, we have not seen the summer slowdown. A lot of people are still dealing with uh, workplace problems, and a lot of employees and employers call us. Uh, I've spoken myself with at least a dozen people over the past week about various issues and problems and you know, harassment and human rights and termination and constructive dismissal. So, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, don't assume that uh, problems disappear, I guess. It's a lesson for everyone, including myself. So if you have a workplace problem, call us, call me at the office. We'll give you my contact information uh, and, and let's chat about it. Let's make sure that we resolve those problems and don't let them linger. Problems that linger only get bigger, get worse. So let's uh, let's deal with them head on. The law is actually very good. I've said this a hundred times on the show. The law is quite good when it comes to protecting employee rights. You just need to to give it a chance to do it. So if you're experiencing a workplace problem or you want to know what your legal rights are at work with your job, call me. Let's talk about that. Let's uh, educate you and inform you uh, and, and, and move forward that way. And the week there was a couple situations so we actually can uh, see the type of issues and calls that I get at the office. Uh, first situation I'll talk about, uh, John, I uh, spoke with a gentleman that, had, uh, as far as he was concerned, he had had a job for 12 years. He always went to work. He always went home. He did some sort of a, an accounting or bookkeeping job, except the owner of the company owned a few companies, uh, you know, three or four little companies and then provided consulting services. And the owner of the company kept having this employee move around as be- in between the companies. Uh, and you know, sometimes for, for weeks at a time, months, sometimes even for years at a time, he'd work and provide services for different companies owned by the same owner. Well, uh, fast forward to very recently, he is let go. Uh, the company says, the owner says, uh, I don't need you anymore, so we're going to let you go. And they, they obviously offered him severance. But here's the thing. But they, what happened is he had worked at the, this latest company for about two years. So the owner of the company says, well, you're a two-year employee, so we're going to pay you severance on the basis of those two years. And immediately this person is thinking, but wait a second, I've really been working for you for 12 years. Uh, You've had me move around, but that was your decision. I always did my bookkeeping job. So he called me and he wanted to know, am I really a two-year employee or am I really a 12-year employee? And, And is my severance based on those 12 years? So sure enough, John, he was absolutely correct. Of course, he is a 12-year employee. The company cannot decide to avoid its obligations by, by having a certain structure in different companies and, and, and try to extinguish those obligations by moving someone around. If a company decides where you work and how you're going to work, then you're working for them. If you quit and decide to take a job somewhere else, then you've quit. But if the company moves you around, your seniority does not start. It does not end. So I, I want our, our listeners to understand that, that even if a company moves around within the company or outside of the company, as long as it's the company doing that, the owner of the company that's moving you around, your service continues. Okay, You don't start at zero. And that's extremely important when it comes to severance because in this situation, if he's a 12-year 
or employee, he could be looking at a year's severance. Whereas if he was a two-year employee, he may be looking at, I don't know, two or three months of severance. So I'm going to help him in, uh, over the next few days to make sure he gets that severance, and it's not going to be complicated. So remember, if you have a job, doesn't matter how it's structured or the corporate structure, your seniority is always continuous unless you quit out of your own free will. Otherwise, no, it's not a, it's not a reset. And when it comes time to get your severance, your full service is going to count, John. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour dot com. What else is going on? I spoke with uh, another gentleman who had uh, had uh, some negative experiences in the workplace. He had uh, a new boss came in, uh, and he had worked for the company for a long time and always got along. But when this new boss came in, he immediately got the feeling that he was uh, not wanted in the workplace anymore. Right. He was spoken down to. He uh, he was criticized a lot. Yeah, he uh, his his credentials and work experience were questioned. It was a very toxic type of a situation. He did the right thing, though. He went and he spoke to the human resource manager. But apparently this new boss was a, a bit of a, an intimidating person, and the human resource manager was probably afraid to do anything about it. So she was afraid to, to confront this manager and tell him, your behavior is unacceptable. So nothing happened. And, and the human resource manager said, yeah, I'll look at it. I'll deal with it. But nothing, nothing happened. And this harassment continues and this particular employee uh you know was suffering and, and it impacted his health he finally uh spoke to his wife who said you know what it's not worth it you're suffering you're you're, you're losing sleep you're stressed out yeah. just leave just quit uh, and he did and, and he quit and uh, he thought that was the end of it but actually he heard our show he heard our show i was talking about workplace harassment a few weeks ago on the show and he thought well maybe there's something to it and he called me and he wanted to know, well, wait a second, uh, I know I did quit, but am I owed something? I didn't want to quit. I quit because of the harassment and I quit because yep. HR didn't do anything about it. So what I told him, and hopefully our regular listeners know this, is, well, yeah, even though you did quit in the eyes of the law, you didn't have a choice. It's a constructive dismissal. So you were harassed. Uh, you, you were put in a toxic and a poisoned work environment. You gave the company an opportunity to fix the problem and they didn't. You had no choice, and because you had no choice, you are now owed severance. You're owed your full severance, and and for him, he'd been there for years and years, probably about 18 or 20 years. He could be looking at uh, you know 18, 20, 24 months even of severance. So I'm going to help him get that, and, and the lesson here is obvious, and it's clear, and, and it's important for our listeners. Workplace harassment, number one, is unacceptable, and if you are suffering from workplace harassment, if the company allows it to happen and won't fix the problem, you actually may be able to get out of there to say enough is enough and still get your compensation, still get your severance. So if you're suffering in a situation like that, make the call, send me an email, uh, re reach out to me, and let's talk about what to do. Let's talk about your rights. That number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email again, help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't used it yet, we'll get to it after we come back from a short break. That is the severance pay calculator. And our topics as well, going on disability leave and the Ministry of Labor strikes again. And, of course, your emails as well. That's all coming up right here on the Employment Hour on Global News Radio.
The number is 1-855-821-5900. Get a hold of Lior and the firm, the rest of the team, anytime you need. Write that number down, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. Before we get into our topic points uh, about uh, going on disability leave, this is uh, a lot of gray area here, a lot of misinformation. Want to get to the severance pay calculator. Give me some details. Severancepaycalculator.com. And, and I know I talk about this often, but, John, this helps and has helped so many people over half a million people have used it, uh, you know, in the in the years that we've had it. Uh, so if you don't know what what it is, again, severancepaycalculator.com is a tool that I created to allow anyone to find out how much they're owed if they lost their job. And people may say, well, wait a second, why do I need that? I know what I get. It's a week per year of service, or right. it's two weeks per year of service. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's not that. It's not even close. We'll talk more later about uh, how we calculate it, but it's absolutely not that. It's a lot more interesting and involved than that. It's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and it's a lot more than a week or two weeks per year of service. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, check it out right now, and you answer three questions, uh, and then you find out how much you wrote. It's completely free. It's completely anonymous. You don't have to put in your name or the company's name or any personal information necessarily. And that's it. You're done. You have that information, whether you just lost your job and are looking right now at the severance letter or you're concerned about losing your job or maybe you're just curious and want to have that information in your back pocket. Severancepaycalculator.com. Check it out right now. And, of course, if you do lose your job, the very first place you, you or the first thing you do, you grab your cell phone, you go to severancepaycalculator.com, and now you look at that severance letter knowing uh, what you're actually owed. And there's an employer mode on there as well. If you're an employer, you want to do the right thing from the start, the way to do that as well, right? You you can check it out to know how much you you owe your employees, and it gives some additional advice for employers. Just as free, just as easy to use. Uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of employers have used it. So I'm I'm very proud of it, and and I'm glad that I can give that access to to information uh, in a way that's easy and accessible. So check it out. You are talking about severancepaycalculator.com. You haven't checked it out. Do so. Want to get on this topic and going on to disability leave. Um, when it comes to that, as far as the employment side is concerned, what issues do you see when it comes to medical leaves? Yeah, these issues come up often. And, and for some reason, I don't know why, uh, you know, for the past five years or so of my practice, I've seen every year it come up more and more and more. So there's issues surrounding uh, being able to go on a leave, you know, whether uh, employees are allowed to and employers giving employees a hard time about going on a leave. Uh, there's issues surrounding accommodation. An employee comes back from a leave on modified duties and the employer doesn't want to accommodate them and, and, and the employee needs that accommodation and what happens there, uh, what are the employer and employee's obligations. And of course, there's issues with respect to termination of employment. Uh, whether an employee on a, on a leave can be terminated, what happens if you're on a medical leave and the company lets you go or you come back and you're let go if there's no job or maybe the company is upset that you went on a leave. So those issues come up very, very, very often. And if you're on a medical leave, on a disability leave, that's a very vulnerable time in your life because you're not working, you're, you're not in good health, you're trying to get better. So you don't want your employer there to make your life more difficult. In fact, the law says your employer should support you in that process. So that's what we want to talk about now. How does an employee go on a leave? What the what are the employer and, and the employee's obligations are for that matter? So uh, if someone is going to be away from work for medical reasons, what do they need to do? So it's actually quite simple. If you need to be off work for medical reasons, 
Well, all you have to do is tell your employer that and give your employer something from a doctor. Now, I'm not talking about a sick day here. I'm not talking about, you know, I, I have the, the cold today and I'm coughing, so I'm not going to come into the office. I'm talking about a, an actual leave when there's a more serious medical condition that's going to take you away for more than just a couple of days. You just have to provide your employer with a, something from your doctor, a doctor's note, a doctor's letter, saying this, this person, this employee who's my patient cannot come back to work at this point or cannot work at this point, that note has, it could be simple. It could be a one-liner. It does not have to provide any details. It doesn't even have to say when you'll be back. Right. It, all it has to say is that you're off work until further notice. In some situations, the letter is going to say for how long, a week, two weeks, six months, or it may say when you'll be reevaluated again. Right. But as long as you have that doctor's note, you have a right to go on a leave it doesn't really matter what the company wants to do, what the company's policies are, uh, what they think makes or sense or doesn't make sense. As you like to say, John, the doctor's note trumps everything. Yeah. Is there a, uh, an expiration date on that? How long can an individual be away from work for, uh, for those medical reasons? And, and that's always the, 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 the question that comes up. Okay, if I go on a medical leave, how long can I be off? Well, there's really no time limit on that. You can be off essentially as long as it takes for you to get better, as long as you're off as long as the doctor says you cannot work you can be off work until that doctor clears you to return to work or or you and your doctor together feel that you're able to try to come back to work that may mean you're off for a week a month a year two years or even longer than that in some extreme situations when you've been off for years and it doesn't look like you'll, you'll ever come back then the company may not have to keep the job uh, open for you we call that a frustration of contract but beyond that you have a right to be off as long as you need to. You can't be fired because you're off for a long time. You can't be punished for that. Uh, and the company has to simply allow you to be off. You're still an employee and to try to take you back when you are clear to return. We have lots more under this topic on going on disability leave. We'll get to some of your emails. And a reminder, again, if you've never checked it out, over half a million people have used it. We're talking about the severance pay calculator. Find out what you're owed when it comes to your severance. Don't believe anybody. Don't believe your friends, your neighbors, your family. Just go to severancepaycalculator.com to get the real, actual, and credible number. There's a contact button at the bottom of the calculator if you want to reach out to Lior and his team afterwards. Other than that, just walk away anonymous. Nobody knows you were ever there, and it's absolutely free as well. one 821 5900 is the number to get a hold of Lior and a reminder as well on not only Monday nights, Wednesday nights, the weekend shows of course like this and there's also Employment Hour in 30. That happens on Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings if you haven't caught that as well. Lots more Employment Hour is on the way. This is Global News Radio. The number to get a hold of Lior and the team anytime. You probably know it by now. You should. one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. Continue our uh, conversation here about going on disability leave. Um, what happens to the employee's job while they're on this leave, regardless of how long they're off for? Well, the job ultimately stays open, or, or at the very least, the employee continues to be considered an employee while they're off on a leave. Now, that doesn't mean that the company is not allowed to hire someone. At the end of the day, you know, a company has to run its business. So if you're in a position where you're going to be away for a while and the company needs to fill that position in order for the business to continue operating properly, the company is allowed to hire a replacement. Now, the fact that the company hired a replacement while you're off on a medical leave does not mean that you've been fired, does not mean that you have been let go. All that means is that when you're able to come back to work, whether it's a week, a month, a year later, whenever that is, the company at that time 
has to make best efforts to take you back to work. Whether it's your old job or a similar job, they need to make every effort to try to take you back to work. So a lot of people, when you know, they've been off, let's say, for a few months and they heard through the grapevine that the company has replaced them and they get very upset. And I understand why you'd be upset. But again, remember that the company is allowed to run its business. So if they hired a replacement, that does not mean you've been fired. It does not mean that the company yet has done anything wrong. We will have to assess that at the time you come back to work. And certainly, if, if the company won't consider taking you back or won't try to take you back, when you're cleared, that is illegal. That is a problem. But uh, you'll continue to be an employee while you're on a leave, even if that leave, John, is very, very long. What happens when the employer realizes that uh, you may be coming back on the horizon very shortly, but they're like, you know what? The guy we had filling in is awesome. <laughs> we don't want to lose this guy. <laughs> Actually, better than the original employee. What, what's their option? Well, you know, unlike with you know maternity leave, let's talk about that for a second. Right. The law is very clear that if you're on a maternity leave, you have a right to your specific job back. It doesn't matter if the company loves your replacement, okay? Uh, they, the loss is too bad. Well, you have to get rid of them if that's what it takes and take back the person that's on maternity leave. It's not the same with the disability leave. The company doesn't have to kind of get rid of the person that they hired to replace you, okay? They, they don't have to do that. What they do have to do is they, if, if that job is not available and there's no way to make it available, then they have to take a good, hard look at uh, what's available and see if they can find a different job for you within right. the organization. And only and only if they've done that and they cannot legitimately find a position for you, then uh, they, they may be able to say, okay, we're going to let you go. There's literally nothing available. We've made all these efforts to look. And then, of course, they have to pay full severance. Now, if you've only been gone for like you know three weeks or something, right. then I would say it would be premature for the company to hire someone, and hiring someone may be a problem. But if you've been gone for a while uh, and they hired someone to replace you, ultimately you, you you can't necessarily expect that the company fire this person, but you can expect that the company is going to do everything possible to try to bring you back. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number to get a hold of Lior and his team. It is help at employmenthour.com. We're talking about going on a disability leave. Uh, does it matter if the employer has or, or, or doesn't have a disability plan? Great question. And uh, some employers have a disability plan, which means uh, there's an insurance company that's going right. to pay the employee while the employee is off work. Some companies don't have that plan. So there's no insurance company. Well, the fact that there isn't an insurance plan, there isn't a disability plan, does not mean you can't be off on a disability. Those are separate things completely. All that means is that there's no plan to pay you while you're off on a disability. You may have to collect money from EI, you may have to collect money from CPP potentially, but beyond that, the fact that there's no insurance plan does not mean you, you, you're not allowed to be off. Of course you're allowed to be off if you're, you're uh, unable to work, if your doctor is supporting you, uh, and whether there's a disability plan or not has nothing to do with your right to be off and your right to continue being an employee while you're off on that medical leave. As far as medical information is concerned, what is the employer allowed to ask for? So uh, a lot of employers get into trouble because they, they overreach. They ask for things or for information that they're not allowed to have. What I mean by that is an employer is not allowed to ask personal details. They're not allowed to ask for what the diagnosis is. They can't ask you what your medical condition actually is. Uh -huh. They can't ask you what treatment you're getting. They can't ask you what you've been diagnosed with or, or uh, uh, what medication you're taking. None of that matters because at the end of the day, think about it. 
The only thing that the company needs to know is whether you're allowed to work or you're not allowed to work. Whether you're able to work, and that's it. So if you're not able to work because of a bad back or because of a broken leg or because of cancer, it doesn't really impact the employer because you can't work either way. So a company is not allowed to ask for this, uh, these personal details. They are allowed to ask for your prognosis. They can ask about how long you're going to be off work or when you're going to be evaluated again or what your limitations are because those are relevant questions. That's relevant information. So diagnosis, no. Prognosis, yes. And an employer that breaches that could find themselves on the wrong end of a human rights violation. one 821 5900 The number anytime. Email us, help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails here when we, uh, when we come back and get back into our conversation as well about going on disability leave. All that is just ahead as we continue Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio. 1-855-821-5900 is that number to get a hold of Lior's firm and Lior himself. It is help at employmenthour.com. If you have not used it yet to find out how much your severance should be, the real number severancepaycalculator.com. Going to get back into our discussion about going on to disability leave here in a moment. Want to uh, bounce over to Boris, sent us an email, says, uh, I asked for a pay raise because I had not received one in years uh, when my boss said no. I resigned and I left. An hour later, I called my boss and told him that I, I don't want to resign and I want to come back to work. He said that the company has already accepted my resignation. Can I do anything? Yeah, this, this is the old uh, negotiating tactic. Well, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. So let, let's talk about that. First of all, obviously, when it comes to pay raises, a company is legally not required uh, to, to provide a pay raise unless, of course, there's a contract in place that requires them to do that. As long as a company pays more than minimum wage, they don't have to give a pay raise. Obviously, there's very good reasons why a company wants to do that, to keep employees happy and engaged and motivated. But if a company doesn't do that legally, they don't have to. So in this particular situation, obviously, the person, Boris, wasn't happy and, and he quit. But the, here's the thing. If you take uh, if you take that step of quitting and you realize, wait a second, I didn't mean to. This was kind of heat of the moment. And, and you take that back, then it's not really a resignation. You do have a window to take that back. It's a short window, usually a day or two. But if you do and the company says, too bad, we're not going to take you back, at that point, it becomes a termination. So even though you're the one that quit, but because you took it back and the company didn't let you take it back, it actually becomes a termination, which means the company owes you your full severance, even though, again, you're the one that quit. So in Boris' situation, it seems like a classic case of that, where he quit, took it back right away. Company said, no, too bad, so sad. So he's owed severance. So I'd have him call me as soon as possible. Let's chat about that. And if you're in the same situation and you quit in the heat of the moment, company won't, uh, won't budge, won't let you take it back, you may actually have been terminated, your owed compensation, and you should give me a call. Yeah, Boris, you know the email already, help at employmenthour.com, but the number as advised, one 821 5900 Discussion on going on disability leave. Next question is, does the employee have to answer the employer's request for medical information? Because you know that happens, right? Yeah, and, and an employee should really keep their employer updated. Uh, an employee should make sure that the employer knows what uh, what's going on. So if the employer is making reasonable requests for medical information, then yes, they should answer. Now, that said, if the employer is asking for an update every week, well, that's ridiculous. That's overreaching. So no, the the employee is not going to have to provide that information. If they say, well, we want a a letter from your doctor every week. No, absolutely not. 
But if the employer is being reasonable every once in a while, every few weeks or even a few months, ideally, they want an update, that's okay. Again, not an update in terms of uh, what your condition is and what medication you're taking, but an update in terms of uh, are you uh, getting closer to come back to work? Is there anything that they can do to accommodate you? That they're allowed to do. So what I don't want people to do is just ignore a company's requests. Because if you if the company asks for medical information and you ignore them, well, they may think, well, I guess you're, you're quitting. You're not staying in touch with us. You're not telling us anything about your situation. So I guess you don't want to work here anymore. So you don't want that. As long as the company is being reasonable in their request, they're not overreaching, they're not uh, being completely uh, you know, overbearing, then you should provide them with updated medical information, at least updates in terms of uh, your likelihood of coming back to work, stay in touch with them so that the company can't say that you quit. Can an employer require an employee to attend, uh, say, an independent medical examination? The short answer is no. Uh, an employer cannot insist that the employee attend another medical examination. As long as the employee's doctor is clear about the person's ability or inability to work, then that's good enough. The company can say, well, we don't necessarily believe your doctor, uh, Mr. Employee. We want you to see another doctor that we hire to give us an opinion. No, they cannot do that, and the employee would be within uh, his or her right to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to be seen by my doctor. If you have specific questions for my doctor, I can take that to my doctor. But beyond that, I'm not going to agree. And an employer cannot push that issue, John. Let me get to a, another email here before we uh, we take a short break. And it bounce over to uh, Martin says, I am an employer. I have an employee that is consistently late. I warned him many times about this. I decided to let him go for cause. But before I was able to do that, he went on a disability leave. What can I do? I've seen this many times. Uh, employee kind of gets the feeling that uh, they're going to be terminated, and they say, well, let me go off on a medical leave. So uh, obviously the problem here is if you let the employee go, could it look like you're letting the person go because they're on a medical leave? Well, then uh, and if that's the case, that could be a human rights violation. You don't want to let someone go because they're on a medical leave. So what I would, what I would do with this person is I would uh, send them uh, a note, an email, a letter, what have you, saying that uh, you know we, we've expressed some concerns about uh, you being late. Uh, we've told you not a number of times that that's unacceptable. We were going to have a further discussion with you uh, before, uh, before you went on a leave. Given the fact that you're on a leave now, we're going to wait to do that until you come back. And what I would do when the employee comes back, I would give him one more chance. At that point, say, you know, we're not going to let you go. We're going to give you one more chance and one more warning that if you are late again, you know, after all these warnings that we gave you, we're going to have to let you go for cause. So don't let the employee go as soon as they come back from a medical leave. You don't want it to look like you let them go because they're on a medical leave. That, that would be potentially illegal. And, of course, make sure you document every uh, absence, every warning. If it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Uh, and, of course, any questions, any problems, uh, reach out to me. That number to reach out, of course, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. A couple more points on going on disability leave, then we'll bounce over the mystery of labor strikes again. Can't wait for that one. Always love it. Uh, lots more of the Employment Hour is on the way. This is Global News Radio. one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. The ways to get a hold of the R. If you haven't checked it out, of course, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're properly owed, the real amount. Talking about uh, going on disability again, so what does the employee uh, do when he's ready, he or she is ready to return to work from that medical absence? 
Well, obviously, if that's good news, the employee is ready to come back to work. So first of all, you need to provide the employer something from a doctor saying, you know, you've been cleared to come back to work. Uh, and if, if there's no limitations and you're ready to come back to work full time, full blast, no problems, then that, that's fine. You can tell your employer that I'm ready to come back to work. Tell me when. And of course, the company has to take you back or at least make every reasonable effort to take you back. Now, if there are limitations, though, and this is the key, if you can't necessarily come back to work full blast, you need some help, some accommodation. Maybe you need uh, less hours for a period of time, or maybe you need some modif modifications to your job, uh, maybe uh, you know something less physical or something where you don't stand as long. You need accommodation. We call this accommodation. If you need that accommodation, again, you have to start off by telling your employer in writing, and it needs to come from a doctor, saying, here's the accommodation that this person needs, uh, and outline it. And remember, the company is under a very strict legal duty to accommodate. So they can't say, the company can't say, we don't want to. The company can't say, well, that's not our problem. The company is under very, very strict uh, legal obligation to provide that accommodation. And even if it's difficult, they still have to do it. Now, of course, at some point, it could be so bad and so difficult that the company may not have to go that far, but that's very difficult for the company to establish. And so you should know as the employee that if you're, you have limitations, you need modified duties, modified hours, maybe even the flexibility to sometimes to work from home, as long as there's a medical reason and the doctor backs you up on that, the company has to accommodate. If they don't, that's a failure to accommodate. That's a human rights violation. In other words, that's illegal. So yes, you come back to work, get cleared by a doctor, give that clearance to the company, and let them know of any accommodation that you need. So we're assuming that the employee that's off is under the umbrella of a disability insurer. What happens if that insurer threatens to cut the employee off? So you're, you're off on a medical leave. You have a disability plan that you've been paying into for your company. You've been, you've been approved. You're on it. And then you get the letters from the company, or sorry, for the insurance company, saying, uh, well, we think that you're ready to come back to work, and we're going to cut you off. Well, what happens if you're not ready? If your doctor says, uh, well, wait a second, I don't agree. I, I don't think you're ready to come back to work, but the insurer says, well, we think you are. That conflict, that issue happens all the time because, remember, the insurance company's interest is to get you off their payroll as soon as possible. The insurance company doesn't make money by, by keeping you on their payroll, by paying you for too long. They want to get you off and back to work so they don't have to pay you. Yep. But if they do that and the company or your doctor says you can't come back to work, then they're not allowed to do that. And a lot of people give up on it. They say, well, I guess I have no choice. I'm just going to not get paid because the insurance company says they're going to cut me off. No, that's just a, a tactic that insurance companies use because they believe that most people are not going to push back. So yes, you can push back. We deal with this at my law firm all the time, literally daily, multiple times a day. And, and when, you, when the insurance company realizes, okay, we, we've been called on our actions, they'll either back off or they'll resolve the issue. So if your insurance company is threatening to cut you off the disability and you're not ready to go back to work and your doctor says you're not ready to come back to work, call me, email me. Let's talk about that. I'll connect you with one of my colleagues that deals exclusively with these things and will help you resolve that issue. It's actually quite easy to resolve, but you got to reach out. 1-855-821-5900 is that number, hellemploymenthour.com as well. So you're ready to come back. You're going to get off the insurance and want to come back to work. But now the employee, uh, the employer uh, won't let you return. 
Well, if the company won't let you return, we need to understand why. Is there a legitimate reason? Is it a situation where there's absolutely no job for you? Well, if that is legitimate, if there's legitimate no job and the company can't, despite efforts, find you a job, well, then, okay, the company has to let you go. But, of course, they have to pay you your full severance. But what happens if the company just doesn't want to take you back because they're not interested and, or, and they're not looking or... They decided that you may be unreliable because you've been off on a medical leave. Well, at that point, that's a human rights violation. You cannot be let go because you took a medical leave. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation on the basis of, of a disability. So what does that mean? That means that beyond just the severance that you're going to get, you also may be owed human rights damages because your rights as an employee have been violated. So no, a company cannot let you go cannot refuse to take you back because of the disability leave. And if they do that, there's significant repercussions. The law does not look favorably on that. you got to reach out to me and talk about it, but you have to know that that is illegal. Want to talk about the Ministry of Labor after a short break? You're going to love this one, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, emails anytime help at employmenthour.com. The number to reach out, as Lior mentioned, one 821 5900 It's the Employment Hour, and it's here on Global News Radio. The number is one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. If you want to find out and know the true number, what you should know, really, when it comes to your severance, go to severancepaycalculator.com as well. It's absolutely free. It takes about 30 seconds. It's anonymous. It's it's the best thing ever. If you ever tried it, well, then you're with half a million people that already have tried it and got the information uh, they need. The Ministry of Labor strikes again. We've talked uh, quite a bit in the past about how the Ministry of Labor is literally misleading people. Remind us of what people people should understand about the Ministry of Labor? Well, John, when it comes to termination of employment, I'm talking specifically about termination of employment, the Ministry of Labor cannot be contacted for advice, for information, or for representation. Why? Because the Ministry of Labor can only advise with respect to a person's minimum entitlements. Now, that word minimum is key because minimum entitlements are not your full entitlements. In fact, they're a small portion of your entitlements. So when you call the Ministry of Labor, if you lost your job wanting to know, well, wait a second, I lost my job, what am I owed? They'll tell you what your minimum entitlements are. What they're not going to tell you, number one, is that that's only a small fraction of what you're owed. And number two, that you're owed five times more than that, potentially. So if you don't understand the difference, you may call the Ministry of Labor. They'll tell you, okay, you worked there for three years, you got three weeks pay, and you, you got four weeks pay from the company. You'll think, great, life's good, I'm not owed anymore, and uh, I'm moving on not realizing that, in fact, you could be owed six months' pay, eight months' pay, ten months' pay. So that is a terrible situation. You cannot contact the Ministry of Labor, and it gets worse than that. If you contact the Ministry of Labor and file a complaint, then you're prevented to actually get your full entitlements. You give those up. So, no, you can contact the Ministry of Labor about overtime issues, about vacation pay issues, uh, about hours of work if the company is overworking you. What you cannot, should not ever, ever, ever contact the Ministry of Labor about is about losing your job. Honestly, you're, you're better off dealing with the matter on your own than contacting the Ministry of Labor. Uh, what you should be doing, the smart thing, is to call uh, an employment lawyer. You can call me, of course. If you don't like me, call another employment lawyer. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, the Ministry of Labor misleads people every single day. I'm not suggesting it's deliberate. They just do it. Uh, and it co- it's costing people in this province every year probably millions of dollars. I understand that you, uh, you recently had a call from another person that got bad advice from the ministry. Tell me about it. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I spoke with, uh, uh, actually, I got an email 
from uh, a gentleman, and, and in his email, he gave me a, a long story of what happened. You know, he was treated quite badly by a, a company. He was owed uh, overtime. He was owed some wages. Didn't get paid. He was owed vacation pay. And when he you know, tried to pursue that, he was let go. So, uh, and you know, as he's telling me this story, I'm thinking, okay, well, you wrote this, you wrote this, and you know, I was thinking you probably owed about ten months of, of of severance. You know, eight to ten months of severance. And then he says, yeah, and, and uh, when I filed the complaint with the Ministry of Labor, they were, they were only able to get me you know, $2,500 or something like that is what he said. So can you help me, Lior? And at that point, I just shook my head, and I, said, and I, and I had to reach out to this person and say, yeah, you had me up until that last line when you yeah. said you contacted the Ministry of Labor. Because as soon as he contacted the Ministry of Labor and, in fact, went and, and actually filed a complaint, that's it. He could have been owed fifty thousand dollars, and oh. they recovered twenty five hundred dollars for him. And and there's nothing in this world that I could do for him, or anyone can do for him. And he didn't know any better. It makes sense if you have a problem with your employer to think that you can go to the Ministry of Labor, to go to the Labor Board. You cannot when you lose your job. Uh, I had to break the bad news for this person. <laughs> he didn't take it particularly well, and I can't blame him. Uh, and, and that is the unfortunate thing. So I want everyone listening right now to understand this and to spread the word to others. Yes, contact the Ministry of Labor if you if you are owed money, if you're owed overtime, if you're owed vacation pay. Absolutely. Call them, email them, no problem. You cannot do that, absolutely not, if you lost your job, John. So once and for all, let's set the record straight. What do people need to know what they are not told by the ministry? Well, what they're not told by the ministry is that there's no... Uh, direct connection of a week per year of service when it comes to severance or two weeks per year of service. And they're not told that uh, small companies also owe the same amount of severance as big companies. They're told about certain minimum entitlements. Now, for most people, those minimum entitlements are completely irrelevant. How are your full entitlements calculated? Well, they're based on uh, several factors. The main factors are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So the longer you work, the older you are and the more senior position you have, the more severance is owed to you. So it's not as simple as, well, you work for five years, you get five weeks. Uh, you work for 10 years, you get 10 weeks. Not even close. So for most people, that's going to mean you get a lot more than a week or two weeks per, per year of service. That could be a month per year of service, two months, three months, even more than that, depending on those factors. That's why I created severancepaycalculator.com to give people that information so they're not misled by anyone, including not by the Ministry of Labor. So you cannot contact the Ministry of Labor. Uh, and like I said, you, you're, you're better off not hiring a lawyer. You're better, not, better off dealing with something on your own than contacting the Ministry of Labor when it comes to losing your job. Please, please don't do that. Other than the severance pay calculator, which we know we've drilled into people's psyche, they should know about that by now as far as severance is concerned. Where else can they go to get accurate, helpful information? Well, they, they uh, can, can contact any uh, employment lawyer. Any employment lawyer is going to be able to, frankly, assess a person's uh, entitlements. Uh, and, and that's really the, the idea. You have to go to a reputable source. You can't go to your Uncle Bob, who uh, you know once was a manager. You can go to your Aunt Susan, who maybe is a human resource manager. Or you can go to a message board and ask your, your, your buddies on that message board. You have to get proper, reliable advice. You know, one of the things we do on this show is we give that that yep. proper advice. Uh, and what I do in my office every day, and I, when I speak to people and email with people, is give that information, give that advice. Uh, so that's the key: get reliable advice, get reliable information, 
uh, and and at least when it comes to losing your job, that information, that reliable information, does not come from the Ministry of Labor, John. Simple to reach out, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com is the email. Uh, Matthew uh, wrote us a note, says, I showed up to work this past Friday. I was called into a meeting and was handed a termination letter. No reason was given for letting me go. And when I asked, nothing was said. I've been with the company for four years, never had any problems. Can they do that? And this is likely one of the most common questions that I get. People contacting me because they feel, well, they didn't do anything wrong, so why are they losing their job? Common sense tells us that if I did nothing wrong, then I shouldn't be losing my job. So even though that is common sense and it kind of is the logical thing, that's not how the law works. A company is allowed to let you go even though you haven't done anything wrong as long as severance is paid. So in this particular situation, yes, for whatever reason, the company decided to let him go. Well, it is what it is. It's probably not the right thing to do from a a moral or ethical standpoint if he didn't do anything wrong, but legally they can do that. The focus has to be severance. So what I would tell him is you want to make sure you got severance. And again, I don't know more other than the four years of service, but he could easily be owed six months of severance, maybe even more than that. So he should call me or go to severancepaycalculator.com. We can't do anything about making the company uh, deal with people better, but we can make sure that he gets every dollar that he's owed in his severance. Good for another week, uh, brother. We're going to continue on during the week, of course, Monday night, Wednesday night, our weekend shows here. And uh, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings. You want to see us cover that show on TV as well. We are all over the place. The contact, of course, and we give it to you throughout the hour. And it's always good to have severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should be. The number, of course, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, And email is help at employmenthour.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour. It's been right here on Global News Radio.